podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I said blue Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair and with just four games to go, three of which are at home of course, this week we will assess City's chances of making that top four slot and securing yet another season playing in the Champions League. We'll also look back at the two points we gained from our last two games against Stretford and Borough and we'll also start to look forward to next season and discuss where we need to strengthen, who we want to keep and who's for the chop. And to help me to do that are three fellow born and bred Mancunians, two regulars in the shape of Stato Paul Denby. Good evening. And Mrs Navas, nay Kolarov herself, Lisa Rabinowitz. Good evening. And also someone who's back after two years away, David Blakeney. Welcome back to the Man City Show. I think Joe Mercer was manager last time you were on the show. He was indeed, yeah. But you're, you go back a long way. You, you and me, David, yeah. you go back to the Mercer Allison days at Main I Road. I do, yeah. Do you remember your first game? You know what, I don't. That's terrible. But I was about six years old. Yeah, so 1938 then. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Well, you're very welcome. Good to have Thank you back you. on the show. Thank you. And uh, so where, where do we start? Let's just start. Are we going to make top four, Stato? Are we, you know, you've done the analysis. Are we going to make top four? Four games to go. Are we going to make well, it? Well, clearly it's in our hands, and I think three wins out of four should do it. Four out of four, of course, guarantees it. With three home games, you would, in normal circumstances even, expect us to do it. But circumstances with City are never normal, are they? Uh, three home games, Leicester, West Brom and Palace. You'd expect nine points from those in normal days. But we've got a terrible home record this season, particularly against some of the weaker teams. A few draws scattered in here and there. I'm, I'm nervous, but we should do it. Mrs. Navas Kolarov. What, what do we call you? Lisa. Well, thank welcome you. back, Lisa. Oh, thanks. So, are we, Stato's kind of a bit on the fence here. He's kind of, we could do it could, in our hands and all that nonsense. It is, of course, if we win them all. I'm on the fence too. I just yeah. can't, sorry. Um, well, I could be really negative and say I don't think we will. I actually don't know who United have got left apart from, they've got, have they got Arsenal and Tottenham? Arsenal and Tottenham yeah, away. Yeah, I think that might be the difference because Tottenham will probably beat them, which helps us um, if, if Arsenal and United draw that also helps us um, I just normally yes three home games would be great against that opposition but it, actually in recent seasons we haven't done that well against not just this season teams like Crystal Palace we've struggled to break them down this season will be no different Leicester we were awful away against Leicester last season against Leicester was embarrassing as well I've just, uh, and West I Brom, think, they could shock us. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I, and and also Crystal Palace probably still do need to try and get some points. Yeah. Um, Leicester too, but maybe not by the time we play them. Um, I I just again I keep saying this. I am sounding like a stuck record this season. If the right version of us turns up, then I think we should be fine. But um, I mean, I watched what I watched some of Watford Liverpool the other night, which was dire. Mm. But undoubtedly, they'll t- Watford will turn on something to play City. So, yep. yeah, we need to. If we win those three at home, I think we're fine. Well, D- David, please don't sit on the fence. You know, we've had two fence sitters. Yeah. Top four, yes or no? On goal difference. So tight, but we're going to do it. City probably win two, draw one, lose one. United are going to drop something. Liverpool, I think, will get through at third. I can see goal difference. If it's goal difference against United, second season running, 
<laughs> I'll take that very nicely. In fact, that'll be quite sweet, won't it? It will. Beat them to the league on goal difference and beat them to Europe two years on the run for goal difference would be ideal, really. Absolutely. I mean, you, <clears throat> you've not been here for a while, so it's, no. I'd be interested to kind of get your view in sort of your view of Pep's first season and, and if you were kind of to mark him out of 10 at this stage, what, what would you say? What, have you been disappointed overall? We've won nothing at the end of the day. We might not get into Europe. We, if we do, we're going to scrape in. Disappointing season or is it just season of transition, actually give him a break and get some decent players in and we'll be fine? I think, I think it's been stop-start. You get a bit excited, then it goes flat. Then we start playing well again. You know, we played Southampton, played brilliant. And then we, for some reason, one game, we're just passing sideways. And then another game, we pass forward and we're direct and we're much better. So you get, they sort of tease you a bit and then go back to the old side passing. Pep, I think, it surprised me. I thought it would be slightly better, but he doesn't know the league and he will... I think you can only judge him next year. You can't judge him this year. But this sideways passing, and just, just to continue on this theme for a moment, I think against Stretford it was something like, was it 69% possession yeah. again against their 31? Stato will correct me, I'm sure, in a second. But we have had this in so many games where we've had the possession, we've had the chances, we just haven't converted it. But and yeah. at the other end, we've had this sort of leaky defence and poor goalkeeping. What do you, what do you put it down to? Do you, do you, have we not taken our chances have we been poor in defence well, what do you put down this relatively poor season in terms of city standards what do you put that down to attack I think whatever we do at the bat we're going to be weaker at the bat because of the way we play football but we don't finish anything and we can't unlock people and we need to learn I think Jesus will make a huge difference because yeah. I think that player can unlock I think Sergio whatever goals he scores he's finding it hard to unlock and he tries three or four times to score and he's might get one, but he can't unlock a defence now. So without Silver, as soon as Silver went off against Arsenal, the whole thing changed. Yeah. We don't look like we're hungry enough again. We're a bit like under Pellegrini. We're a bit, stopped, a bit slow to get going. Any game, when we play United, we play Barcelona, we're superb because we're past, we just go route one straight. So that's the problem. He's had a poor season. This Aguero is it thirty-one goals? Is it? He's, know, he's rubbish, isn't he? It's sort of he should get thirty. <laughs> <laughs> he's got how many players has he got with him? Exactly. I think Aguero, any top-class striker with the provision of passes that he gets, he is a great striker. Let's not beat about the bush. But he does get an awful lot of chances created for him because he's got a Silva, a De Bruyne, a Sterling, a Sane. He's got some great players around him creating the chances for him. I'm not blaming Aguero because he's a top-class striker, but. Other players need to chip in as well. How many goals has the midfield really scored this season? De Bruyne, OK, he's created a lot, but he's not scored and he missed that sitter against Chelsea, which really did cost us. Silva, unfortunately, if he could score goals, he'd be a Messi, but he isn't. Sterling and Sane, Sane's come to the party, scored a few goals, but I think the midfield does need to contribute more to the goal scoring. And Mark's had a 10 that you asked... I'll give it a 6 out of 10. It's not been a disaster, but it's not been a raving success either, I think. But we'll give him another season or two because he is a great manager. And I think with a few good transfers coming up in the summer, we need to do that because the other teams are going to do it as well. And the competition will be immense next season. And we talked about Aguero. Can I just talk about Silva as well? Because I, I have this argument with Graham Reed regularly, who I meet regularly, who says he's absolutely awesome. And we know Andy Connell sees him as the, the best player on the planet. For me, he doesn't score enough goals. And, and, and you made that point already, uh, Paul. So, so Silva, Aguero... 
haven't delivered this year, have delivered this year? Because if it's about scoring goals, and that's where we failed, if you like, where do you see the, the fault, if you like, then, if, if I can put it that way, Lisa? Is it up front? Individual play- I do think the fault is up front more than in defence. I've said that before. I think, yeah, we have defensive problems, but if we score our chances or convert our possession into goal-scoring chances, then it, it becomes an irrelevance what happens at the back. Do I think Silva and Aguero are the problem? Actually, no. We don't seem to be able to do anything without Silva on the pitch. So I think quite the opposite. Yes, if he scored more goals, that would be better. But actually, recently, De Bruyne has um, actually for quite a while not been very good. Um, and and more recently, both Sané and Sterling have gone off the boil and I think it's really affected us. And he thought, you know, he's completely lost faith in, in Nelito being able to achieve anything. And, and you know, he just not even bothered trying to play him. And But, you know, back to the original question, you know, I thought that this season would turn out something like this anyway. I am slightly disappointed in the way it's turned out like this because I probably expected it to be worse in some ways. Mm. I think we've missed opportunities. I think we should have done better than we have done. And I just hope that he's... Because the one thing that is disappointing me, is really disappointing me, is that he doesn't seem to be learning that you can't just turn up against Middlesbrough, make five changes and just win. It isn't as simple as that. There isn't an easy game. There's no easy opposition. They may seem easy on paper to beat, but they're not. And and I think that it's a bit of maybe it's a bit of arrogance. I don't know where that's come from. And he needs to think things, think about things differently. But because if he changes five players, and does other are, are the rest of the team thinking, oh well, we're just gonna we just have to turn up and win this. It's going to be really easy. And that's if that kind of attitude is seeping through to the players as well. That's what it's starting to look like. Mm. So um, that's I, the only criticism I'm starting. You know, you know, I'm very much in Pep's corner and I don't think we can judge him now. But there are some things that are starting to slightly concern me. All right, well, we'll come on to that because I guess it'll also be resolved slightly in terms of players out and players in, which clearly is going to happen in the, uh, in the next transfer window. I didn't see the Borough game. I have to be honest, I was involved in a cup final myself, uh, running a line, uh, missing a couple of offsides, uh, <laughs> as always. Uh, so, so I don't know if you saw the Borough game particularly, David. Or I saw you much of the day. Yeah. But we, we just weren't... What we did against Southampton, we didn't do against Borough. I think just going on to the goals, I think De Bruyne's the one who should be scoring goals. He hits the post all the time. I've never known anyone hit the post that often. De Bruyne, Sylvie can understand, Silva's been brilliant and he, we know he's never going to score goals. Hold on, I'm going to challenge you on that. So De Bruyne is allow, isn't allowed to hit the post, but Silva, it's okay for him. Uh, just help me understand that for no, a minute. No, because we is know... Is it done by height? Is it? It's quite short. No, is he also De, because one of your midfielders has got to score the goals and I think De Bruyne's the one who should be scoring goals. Silva should be scoring more goals. But we know he'll never score goals. But he's that's not wrong. a goal scorer. So we should criticise him for yeah, it. Yeah, but I think, he, I think he... Okay, he's not got as many assists, but I just think... Silva does a lot more, in my opinion, creates more, maybe not final assist. I think uh, you've got to have some of your midfield scoring. I think Sané's been good this season, and I think he'd be great. So, The Borough game, you, you saw it, Stato? I didn't know, I, was, I couldn't make that one. Um, can I just comment on the, the fine lines that it is? We've hit the post several times. We've lost to Chelsea twice, and either game we could have won them. Uh, Stamford Bridge, we could have easily won that game at home. And again, harp on about it. If De Bruyne had scored 2-0 up, and who knows? It's a fine line. That's a 12-point swing. 
And I know Chelsea are ahead of us, and I know everybody raves about them, but it's two games, and it could have swung the season. And the Tottenham at home as well. We should have had a penalty. We all know that. And so, yes, we're fourth, and the league doesn't lie. They will claim that they've been unlucky in certain games. But it's three swing games, and had those results gone our way, or we just got a bit more luck, who knows? You sound like a bitter blue now, I as, am. as the, as the Reds I am. I'm a very, I'm a very bitter blue. Yeah. Yeah, and so what about silver then? Have we done enough on silver? So, so, so it's my friend, my very good friend David here. He comes back on the show after two years, and I start giving him a hard time. So De Bruyne can't hit the post and criticise him, but it's okay for silver not to score many. No, because I think what you said, David, pretty much they were own goals though. <laughs> he should not have missed them. <laughs> De, De, De Bruyne should have scored more. He's missed some good chances, and he's got himself into the position to score them. Last season, he was actually scoring more goals, so he is a capable scorer. I can't hold off on the criticism of Silva should score more goals. He is a great player, but he should score more. And Gabriel, we've mentioned Gabriel Jesus. I think he's had five shots and scored four goals, I think is the statistic. Uh, he is an exciting prospect. Great to have him back. And he does look like a goal scorer, doesn't he? It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's exciting to have him around. I think that could be the thing that pushes us over the line now till the end of the season. He looks really good. I don't want to get carried away about it, but he because he wasn't amazing on no one was amazing against Middlesbrough but he's well, he's, he's already said he said he's not fit yeah. he's admitted it and yeah. he and so I I'm not I'm not worried about him at all I'm very excited about the prospect of seeing him and Sané I mean the pair of them just look fabulous so uh, before we take a quick break should we just talk about the Stratford game quickly and uh, Mr Fellaini who was unfortunate to be sent off. I think he just slipped, didn't he? And his head just sort of came together with Aguero, who overreacted, is what certain friends of mine have said. Lying bastards. Uh, yeah, that's the term. Of course, it was a sending off. It was, a, it was stupid of Fellaini. Whether Aguero wound him up or not, they're professional footballers, and Fellaini knew what was happening, and he just lost it. And he, he, he needed the red card to, to show him what he can't do. He clearly doesn't learn. You're a big fan of Fellaini, isn't oh, I love Fellaini. <laughs> Used his head instead of his elbow for once. Um, was that on Zaba, wasn't it? A couple of years ago, I think, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. He's, I, mean, I mean, yeah, Aguero may have overreacted, but if that was if Fellaini had been playing for us and done the same thing, I would not be trying to defend it. So I'm, I'm not sure why anyone is. Something I enjoyed, David, was the fact that there were the Stretford fans at the Etihad, not selling all their allocation, of course, sadly. Um, plenty of empty seats in their section, who at nil-nil at the end of the game celebrated as if they'd won the European Cup. Eh? Yes. How, how times have changed, eh? To see them wow. celebrating. That, that, doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about football in Manchester and just outside Manchester? I think that says it all really doesn't it because we wouldn't be celebrating a point at their ground would we exactly so I think not only that but also with his mentality of trying to get draws all the time he's going to that no wonder he's been drawing so many games because he's playing not to lose half the time but he so, does that's what he, yeah. he's certainly parked a very very large yeah. red and white bus in front of the, the, uh, the goal at the end let's hope that catches up on him absolutely listen let's take a short break and we'll be back straight after this Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. 
Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. <laughs> For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back. Uh, before we talk about uh, the ins and outs that we're looking for at the end of the season, let's just have a quick trip to uh, to Palace or, or the Etihad for the 12.30 kickoff uh, on Saturday uh, against Palace. Any, any thoughts on that, David, ahead of that game? A must, uh, well, must win? Well, first of all, Palace, I think, fortunately, what happened on Saturday might work in our favour because... They were not to get beaten against Burnley was not for them, not great. So maybe they sort of think they're safe a little bit, and maybe they're letting up a bit. And Sam's at his best when they really are under the cosh. So hopefully that might work in our favour. Right, interesting. I, I took the opposite view. I wanted Palace to win on at the weekend, so they would definitely be safe. Now I think they've got something still to fight for. They're probably safe, but they're not guaranteed yet. And if Hull and/or Swansea get decent results. I know their game is first with us, so clearly it's uh, they've got to go out there and do their best. It will be a tricky game because Sam, Big Sam will try and frustrate us and hit us on the break because that's what his teams are set up to do. And set pieces, we need to be careful. Very careful. And in terms of injuries, uh, I heard today that Aguero might be out for the rest of the season. That might be it. I, I don't know if that's... I'm not sure if that's true or not. You hear these rumours. Um, anybody else heard anything about his fitness? I've not picked anything up at the no. moment. I knew he got injured clearly against Middlesbrough towards the end, but yeah. don't know where he's up to. All right. Um, so, uh, any predictions then? I know you love you love this bit. Stato, give us your prediction then for for the weekend. Twelve thirty. A Saturday. very nervy two-one win. Yeah, I'd go two-one as well. Do you want to yeah, add? probably three-two-ones. Is it two-one? Yeah. All right then. I'm going. Right. I'm going four-nil. I think we're just going to. It's all going to come good. And I think uh, that's that's my view. I'm feeling very positive. It's all going to all going to come actually right. Actually, battered anyone yet? Have exactly. We? We, someone oh, deserves wow. a battering. A few years ago, the Norwich seven 0 all these games. We still batters even Spurs and Arsenal. We can't do it. We're battering possession and we're and we're battering yeah. uh, passing. But we, we need to score a few goals. We're going to score four four nil. You you heard it here first at the Man City show. Um, let us know what you think. It's uh, at City Podcast. If you want to get us uh, hold of us on Twitter and Facebook, at City Podcast. Let us know. Uh, right. Let's think about sort of the end of the season. So we're looking forward to that. I know we've still got these four games to go. Uh, the three at home, then obviously the Watford game at the end of the season away. Um, thoughts then about. Uh, who's in, who's out. Surprisingly, we heard rumours that Navas had enrolled his child, his son, baby Jesus, into a school in Seville. And then five minutes later, we hear he's signing a 12-month extension. And uh, he's had a mixed press around the table. So we'll give you the chance first, David. Your your thoughts on Navas, who's been reinvented as a right-back? Some say he's done a good job. Others say that final ball's still terrible. Your your thoughts on Navas? Do you want him to stay? Do you want him to go? What are your thoughts? I I went to the Arsenal game. First 20 minutes, he was a bit nervy. You're talking about the league game? the league game. And I think he kept Sanchez quiet. And after that game, I thought, you know what? I think he's done a good job. He's got the power. He's got, I mean, well, he's got the pace. I think he's good there. And I would rather have him above all the others at the moment. And he'd make a good number two. 
to whoever's sort of there. But next season, when we're we're back in the Champions League, he says, and we're really pushing, it's Pep's second season. Yeah. Would he be really your first choice no, right back? No, he's back? not. A second he, choice. Sure. Okay. All right. I think I he does a good job. All right. Okay. And you need two at every position. Yeah, of course. At we're least. not going to buy two right backs. So. No. Uh, the, the Navas we talk about him most weeks to be fair he I agree totally Navas as a good uh, backup for number two he's not, a, he's not your first choice but in the event of an injury if we're going to sign somebody like Walker I'm not saying I'm a fan of Walker but the press is that we are right on to Walker from Tottenham I would have Navas as a second choice right back any day because I don't think you can get two world class right backs because they wouldn't play so if one of those stories was true Seville school or 12 month extension which would you go for which would you be happiest with I would be happy if he had a 12-month extension as a, playing it potentially at right-back. But he's also versatile. Yeah, we know he's not great at crossing, but he can use his pace on other areas as well. And he stretches it, doesn't he, as well sometimes? He does give yeah. us that width that we sometimes need. Sometimes, as a substitute, late on in the game, to come on at 75, 80 minutes against a tiring defence, he does create the, the odd chance. Yes, he should create more, we know that. But he does stretch defences. Who, who should go? You're Mrs. Navas, you know everything, so I'm not going to even ask you. Uh, so in terms of who goes, where, where are our priorities then, Lisa, as we look forward to this new season? Our priority, left back. <laughs> um, left back, right back, and another central defender, if we think that company can survive. Um, I know that everyone wants a new goalkeeper, and I do think it's important, but I don't think it's a priority. Mm. And That's I don't think it will be a priority. I mean, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get a, a new keeper. Um, I, I do think we could do with one, but I don't think it's by any means a priority. So you're going kind of in priority order. You're kind of going left back first. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it then centre back and then right back? Is that or is it right back no, then centre back? No, left back, right back, centre back. back. And then keeper comes a poor fourth. We, we'll talk about the more attacking players in a second. But. I might. Yeah, I might even say we maybe another. Well, I think we need to be looking for the replacements for both Torre and Silva mm, pretty absolutely. damn quickly. Absolutely. Because you can the one see, you want. But you can see what happens when we don't have either of them. I mean, I know we've talked a lot, and I know in the last podcast you talked about player of the season, I was actually really disappointed that Torre didn't feature in there at all because I think he has played very, very well since he came back. And I know that he's got his, some shortcomings, but sometimes in some of these games he's completely controlled the midfield and really... I think you can really notice in certain games when he's not playing. He, he would be, just being serious for a second, he would be your player, does he? Or, you, or he's, in, he's in that pot in, in contention. He'd yeah. be in that top four that yeah. we talked about. Yeah. Really? Yes. Okay, all right. That's okay. You're allowed to say that. And I, I, I wouldn't I, I, agree with you, I don't I think. I think we need to think about definitely placing him firstly, but Silver, I mean... They're, all, they're, they're, not, they're not 23, 24 anymore, are no, they? No, and, the and also prone to an injury and... And we we just we, we can't we clearly don't know what to do when we don't have a player like Silver providing the passes the unlocking the defences and we seem fairly clueless sometimes and that's a bit concerning. Others would argue, Dave. We haven't talked about strikers either because when we won the league, we had was it four strikers all in contention. Um, so, so you know, it, at the moment we don't really because Kalechi's not quite up to it, is he? No. We've, uh, so, you know, we we seem a bit light uh, in, in the attacking uh, I think states as well. I think he'll get another striker because yeah. he talks about missing all the chances. 
it indicates he wants another striker. And we've talked about that being the problem. Yeah. So we know we're talking about fullbacks, but and you yourself, you're shaking your head here, Lisa. But you yourself have said it isn't about the defence; it's about scoring goals. And yeah. how can we have seventy percent possession week in, week out? Players who can only hit the post, as David says, we need. I think we need another world class striker. But most of that time, um, G- Jesus hasn't been playing, and now he's available. So I think that will change. Um, and I, I'm not sure that. Pep will necessarily be looking for another out-and-out striker. I don't think that's really what he's looking for. Where else, David? Where else are you concerned? Where else do you want to see? I think you get two good full-backs. That makes our attack much stronger. We need someone to be able to cross the ball. And the disappointing thing is, so often the crossing's so poor. Mm. To me, the only one who can cross a ball is De Bruyne. I mean, I don't understand how these guys have paid all that money and they always hit the first man. You just don't understand with all the training, all the uh, that baffles me. But. And we've played in the same side, David, a number of times. We what have a, indeed, what a great yeah. cross of the ball you were! I seem no, to remember. Actually, I Big was, part of your no, game. I was more a goal scorer. You remember? <laughs> I do, I do. I remember, come on, top then. scorer every year, mate. I know. We find a fine striker. Maybe no, you, you're better old now. So <laughs> come on then, Stato. Where, where are we going to strengthen? Can we start with this goalkeeper question? Where do you stand on that? Because are we are we going to go into calling ourselves one of the best teams in Europe with Caballero and Bravo and Gunn as a backup? Is that really going to be the best number number the green jersey we can I, come I'll up give with? you a quick answer on that. If we do, I'll be very disappointed. I think Caballero will probably leave at the end of the season, and Bravo. I hope Bravo will become our number two choice or number three even. Uh, because we do need another goalkeeper. We need a top-class keeper. I agree um, with whether, I mean, So that leads us wrong, isn't she? Well, it's her opinion, isn't it? Yeah, but she's it? wrong, isn't she? She's got to be again. No, no right or wrong. Didn't so say I'll, I was happy about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that position apart. Can I, can I just concentrate on the midfield? Please. We need somebody else to help Silva, somebody who's creative. I heard Isco's name mentioned. I watched the Real Atletico match last night. Isco was superb mm. for Real, unfortunately, which probably means I want to keep him. Um, the other silver at uh, Monaco as well is a, he looks like a great player if we could get hold of him uh, and I, I really do think I would not be surprised if we sat here in three months time doing the next podcast for next season and Aguero isn't there and that we've, we're trying to get Mbappe from Monaco he looks like one hell of a player Aguero will be very sad to see him go but things change in football he's been a great player great servant that scored loads of goals but if we could get Mbappe in there and Bernardo Silva and the I'm, I'm, I'm tearing the Monaco team apart here yeah. and uh, Mendy the left back as well yeah. from Monaco those are three players if I was really scouting around and had the money to do it well they've got the money <laughs> and we can attract those players those are the three I would be really pleased if we could get hold of them do you think Aguero is going to go? Because there have been signs, haven't there, during the season where Pep hasn't always backed him necessarily. He dropped him for a time and so on, and, and he wasn't our first choice. I think choice. He, if he could get someone like Mbappe, then they'd cash in on Aguero, because then it's a net 50 million, isn't it? So to get Mbappe in theory 50 mil, then would be worth it. But only on that basis. And who's got to go then? Who are the ones that you, you definitely want to see go then, Lisa? Who's, who's on, your, on your out list who you would give a lift to the airport? Kolarov. Probably Cleefy as well now. Mm. Um, I mean, unfortunately, you're probably going to say the same for both our right-backs, which is sad from Zabaleta and Sanya. I mean, look, all these players have played a part. Kolarov maybe less so than others. But um, I'm afraid that's four, that's four already. Do you want me to continue? I think I'd be surprised if Nolito stayed. Mm. Um, I mean, I thought that Navas might go and Roberts might come back, and mainly because of the British player. Thing. The quota, but yeah. yes, I think I could see Roberts coming 
back for that reason anyway, whoever goes. So, I mean, I don't know who else, really. I don't know whether they'll keep Torre. I would like them to, as you can tell, but I don't know whether they will. And what's, what's realistically going to happen? Because we can sit here and go through all those positions. I've written down here, and you can, you can back me up here, but I've put keeper, I've done full-backs, and I've done replacements for... Because company, I think, is a question mark. I don't think he's necessarily going to be the number one centre-back going forward because of it being injury-prone. And then we've got the replacements for Yaya and Sylvan, another striker. So I've written that down. There, there are my notes for you to see. So that's... Are they, is he really going to go out and change that team in... in, in all in one go and it's got to be about priorities surely hasn't it he's not going to do it all together in one go he prioritised the midfield and attack this time around with Jesus and uh, the, the midfield players that he got he did not prioritise the defence we got stones but that was it Zab has been a great servant but he's, he's passed it now he's passed his, his best yeah we do need to if we're going to challenge on more than one front we've got to be challenging all I care about really is challenging for the league it's great to have cup runs and the, I'd love to win the Champions League one day but We've got to be challenging for the league. That, to me, is absolutely essential next season. Uh, we might not make it, but if we're there or thereabouts by this time next season, I'll be happy. And, and just finishing on a, on a positive note, and, and you haven't been around the last couple of weeks, and we did talk about player of the season. So I'm into David, sort of kind of the most positive thing uh, from this season that you've seen, and maybe then give us your player of the year as well, if you had to vote on the City player of the year, because obviously they never get into the PFA stuff, yeah. no one's ever, ever votes them for that. But uh, who, who would you, most positive the side positive, of City? No. I think some of the football we've played this year has been amazing. And I'd rather play, I'd rather be third or fourth and watch some of this football than win it in a boring way. I mean, the Barcelona game, United away. I mean, you go through some of these games, it's been, it doesn't, sometimes it's about ethos. City play the same football, whatever team worldwide they have, New York, Melbourne, whatever. They have to play that type of football. That comes from the top. I know that. We play amazing football sometimes what I don't understand is how we can play amazing football one week and not the next and that baffles me if I'm honest player of the year I'd probably give it to Silva because okay he hasn't scored goal but he's been good this year uh, Lisa your your player of the year are you sticking with Yaya or are you just throwing his name in just, just throwing his name in there. I just think he deserves a mention and he's got a mention who's your player of the year oh Probably Silver. Mm. I think it had to be between Silver and Aguero, mm. based, just on the basis of what they've contributed to the team. But um, I would put Sané up there because he looks... I mean, I'm very excited about what he's going to turn into. Finish with the most positive and, and your player of the year then as well, Stato, for us. I've got the, the same point. Some fantastic football we've played, some fantastic games. I think we've been involved in two or three of the best games of the season. City Monaco at home, City Celtic away... City-Liverpool at home. Those are three of the best games, and not just from a City perspective, just football-wise, fantastic. And then you get Stretford coming to us and boring the pants off everybody. I'd rather watch City every week than get a free ticket to go and watch the, the, the Reds. I just couldn't do it. Um, so that's a positive. The style of football we play most games, not every game, unfortunately. Player of the season, I'd say silver, but only just, I'm not, I don't think we've had outstanding players this season. That's the disappointment. You know, we've had a few players who put in Good performances from time to time. De Bruyne had, in the first half of the season, had some good games. Sane's had quite a few good games between December and March, but has gone off the boil recently. Sterling's had one good game, one bad game. So it's consistency for me, and I guess Silver just about edges it. But Well, listen, a huge thanks to my guests. When we come back, we'll be one game... 
uh, further towards the end of the season we'll have more of a picture of uh, exactly how we're going to finish but uh, we've got them sitting on the fence here fourth place or not fourth place I'm none the wiser but anyway thank you anyway to Lisa Rabinowitz to Paul Denby and to David Blakeney this is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon if you like this podcast come and join me Mark Webster for the Whistleblowers a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net and it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one Sports Social Podcast Network.